<laughs> Take your Bible, find the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter number one. We are concluding today our teaching series we've called Labels. And we've looked at different personalities in the Bible, many of them disciples who wore labels. Thomas the doubter, Matthew the tax collector, Simon the zealot, they're James and John, the sons of thunder. And we've discovered together that, that really even today we wear labels. And sometimes with these labels, they've been given to us by others, assigned to us. But sometimes we wear labels in which we've placed upon ourselves. And what I want you and I to do this morning is that I want you and I to understand very clearly that whether you have been wearing a label that you placed upon yourself or someone else gave you, a mom, a dad, that what really matters and what is really the truth is not what someone else says about you or not what someone else says who you are, not even about who you say you are, but really, what really matters, what is the essential truth is what God says about you, who he says you are. The letter to the Ephesians was written by the Apostle Paul in a Roman prison. Paul, while in prison in Rome, actually wrote a few letters. He wrote the letter to the Ephesians. He wrote um, Colossians, Philemon, uh, the letter to the Philippians. And these are called the, the prison epistles or the prison letters. But while in prison, he wrote the letter to the Ephesians. And I want you and I to examine together just the first three verses of Ephesians chapter one. If you would stand in the honor of the reading of God's holy word. Ephesians chapter one, beginning in verse number one, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Let me encourage you to take a pencil or a pen, something you can write with. And what I want to do in these next moments is I just want to give you two very simple truths. Now, these truths are life-changing truths, but they're truths. And they can be life-changing for you if you will know them, if you will take them to heart and take them to mind. Let me remind you of a verse from the Lord Jesus, John chapter 8. Jesus says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you, what? Free. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you or make you free. So many Christians today that I meet, that I encounter, are free, but they're not living free. 
Notice what Jesus said. Jesus said, it's not the truth that makes you free. It's knowing the truth that makes you free. So my hope and my prayer this morning is that I want to give you two very simple but profound and life-changing truths, and that if you will know them, you will live free. When our sons were little, we would take them to the fair, we would take them to the circus, and I remember on one occasion, we were living in the Jacksonville, Florida area, and we took the boys that were small, we took them to the circus, and as I parked the car and was making our way, we were having to park kind of far out, and we made our way to the circus, and out by the big tent, there were some elephants, and the boys had never seen elephants in person and how enormous they are. I noticed that these elephants had a bit of a a chain around their leg and were connected to a stake that was in the ground. I also looked at the size of that chain and the size of that stake, and I said to myself, I don't know who they're kind of, who they're trying to kid. At any time, those elephants could, could just simply pull that stake out of the ground. In fact, I said to the trainer there, I said, I don't know who you're trying to fool with that chain and that stake. They said, well, the truth is that elephant at any time could pull that stake out of the ground. It could go anywhere it wants to go. That's the truth. It just doesn't know that it can. And I said, well, explain that to me. He said, well, when these elephants, when they were Babies, when they were very small, they took a very large chain and tied it around his leg and sure enough staked it in the ground. And when these elephants were little, they would pull and pull and pull on that chain. But because of the size of the chain and because it was staked in the ground and because they are elephants, they would pull and pull and pull and pull and pull and then pull some more and then pull some more until it finally decided that as long as it had a chain around its leg, and there was a stake in the ground, it couldn't go anywhere. The truth is, the elephant is enormous. It's fully grown. And the truth is, with that chain and with that stake at any time, they could pull it out of the ground. It just doesn't know it. I believe and am absolutely convinced that so many Christians today are not living free because they don't know the truth. So this morning, we're going to help you with your identity crisis by helping you understand your true identity in him. Two simple truths. Number one, every believer is a saint of God. Every believer is a saint of God. Look back with me, verse number one. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints. Underline those two words, to the saints who are in Ephesus. Now, who is Paul writing to? Paul is writing to the Christians in Ephesus. He's writing to the Christians in Ephesus, and he calls them saints. When you came in this morning, if we were to do a bit of a poll, if you was a little bit of a, a survey as you came through the doors, if we ask you as you were coming in, Hey, has there been a time that you've turned from your sin and turned from your selfishness and trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? You would say, absolutely. I am a Christian. I'm saved. 
In fact, I'm here today to worship Jesus. But if we would have also asked you as you were coming in, hey, good morning, happy Sunday. Are you a saint? Well, no, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a saint. I'm just here for church. I'm a Christian, but no, I'm not a saint. Well, the truth is we have a bit of a twisted understanding of what a saint is. See, our general understanding of what a saint is, is that a saint is a super Christian who's dead. A super Christian who's dead. In fact, Paul, Paul was Paul until he died. And then sometime after he died, we refer to him as Saint Paul. But the truth is, is that if you have been born again, born, adopted into God's family, you are a saint. Congratulations, you are a saint. As a matter of fact, there's only two kinds of people in this room today. There's only two types of people in this room. There's only two types of people who are watching today online. There's actually only two types of people in the world. There are the saints and the ain'ts. The saints and the ain'ts. Now, there are some of you here this morning, and you are here as a guest because someone invited you to come. So someone maybe said to you, you know what, you, you, you need to come to Cottage Hill. We've got this guy who can sing. I mean, can he sing? And he'll get us so worked up, and then he'll make us sit down. <laughs> but you've got to come hear this guy, Hagen. And then you may want to hear this, this guy, Alan, and hear him preach. And so you came today expecting to hear this Hagen sing and this Alan preach, but you had no idea that when you came today, you were going to hear St. Hagen and St. Alan. Congratulations. We need to understand and we need to know what a saint is. In fact, the word saint in the Greek that's translated there just simply means set apart, set apart, different. You and I have been set apart. We, we are different. As a matter of fact, to kind of understand, look at this verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, in verse number 2, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be what? Saints. Saints are simply set apart, sanctified, Believers, and that's you, and that's me, because there's only two types of people. There are the saints and the ain'ts. You've either been set apart, you've either been sanctified, and being sanctified, or not. And so we need to gain a better understanding. We need to know it's crucial. It's so important that you know, watch this, who you are. And if you are, listen, here's what's important. You have been set apart. You are being sanctified. Therefore, you are a saint. Congratulations, believer. You are a saint of God. It's crucial that you understand who you are. But it's not only important to understand who you are, but it's also important to understand where you are. Where you are. If you go back to the verse, Ephesians 1, 
Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. You ought to underline that little word in. In Christ Jesus. So, believer, child of God, who are you? Saint, set apart, different. Where are you? In Christ. That is your position. You are in Christ. Now, he says to the believers, now you live in Ephesus, but you are in Christ. You and I are here in Mobile, Alabama, but we are in Christ. We are physically, our bodies, here in Mobile, but spiritually we are in Christ because we've been born again. We've been adopted. We are now children of God, and our citizenship is heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. We are living in Christ. That is our position. And so it's important that you and I understand that as we are saved by grace, it's important to understand who we are. Not only who we are and where we are. By the way, separate, different, not weird, Some of you are weird, but I mean different. (laughs) Think of it this way. We are, as saints, we are set apart. We are sanctified. We We are strangers, not strange, but strangers because our citizenship is heaven. It's important. It's crucial. For you to live free and to understand your identity, you must know who you are. Friend, you are a saint of God. You must also also understand where you are. You are in Christ. Let me give you another verse of scripture. It's found in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians in chapter 15 and verse 22. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Let's hold this on the screen here for a moment. You are either in Adam or you are in Christ. When you and I were born, we were born in Adam. Adam is our great, 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 a hundred times our grandfather. We are all born of Adam. In other words, we are all born with a sinful nature. Every one of us. You say, well, not my precious little son, not my precious little daughter. No, no, they're they're perfect. No. In fact, when you take that little child, that little baby home from the hospital, you don't have to teach it to cry. You don't have to teach it to be selfish. We are all born with a sinful nature. We are all in Adam, separated from God in our sin. But if we turn from our sin and we trust Christ as our Savior and our Lord, guess what happens? We we, we gain a new position. We are no longer in Adam, but we are in Christ. And the Bible says, for as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. It's important to know who you are. Believer, you are a saint of God. It's important for you to know where you are. You are in Christ. When Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free, you need to know this truth. You are a saint of God in Christ. 
So often I just meet Christians and they just kind of go, I'm just, a, I'm just an old, old sinner saved by grace. That, 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 that's humility. That's not humility. That's poor posture. Stand up. Friend, listen, I am not an old sinner saved by grace. I am a saint of God in Christ. Know who you are. Truth number one, every believer is a saint of God. Truth number two, every believer is abundantly blessed. Every believer is abundantly blessed. Blessed. Look at verse number three. Verse number three says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Well, let's just walk through that verse. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Psalm 24 that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. Here's what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that anything and everything in this world is the Lord's. In fact, the Bible says that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns all the gold. He owns all the silver. Everything is his. And when you are born again, listen to me, when you are born again and adopted in his family, you know what God says to you? Everything I have is yours. Everything, everything that I have is yours. When, uh, when our two boys were born, Christopher and Connor, when we brought them, when we brought them home from the hospital, we didn't say to them, okay, you can, uh, you can live on this property, but you can't live inside the house. You, 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 can, live, you can live on the property, but, but you can't live inside the house. No, 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 no. What did we do? We brought them into the house. Each of them had a room. In fact, each of them not only had their own room, but they had a little room that was decorated for them because this is our home and what we have is yours. Listen, I'm telling you this morning as a child of God, stop living as a pauper. Stop, stop living in the alleyways. Stop, stop rummaging through the garbage cans. When the heavenly father would say, come into the palace, come and feast with me. All that I have is yours. Look at verse three again. Let's just look at it again. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. Underline this past tense, has blessed us. In other words, you have been blessed in Christ with what? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Look up here. Child of God, saint of God in Christ, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. All that he has is in you. All that you need, you have. As a matter of fact, God doesn't expect you to manifest or develop on your own, your own wisdom, your own joy, your own strength, your own peace. 
In fact, P- Peter puts it this way in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. His divine power has granted to us, watch this, all things that pertain to life and godliness. Listen, even what Peter tells us, listen, everything that you need to live a life of fullness, a life of godliness, you have because you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. You say, well, no, pastor, you mean I have all the joy that I need? Yes, sir. And pastor, you mean I have all the peace that I need? Yes, ma'am. You know, our marriage is, our marriage is struggling. Just that love is not there. You mean, you mean I, I can love? Yes. You can love better and more because you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Here's what happens. When you turn from your sin and you trust Christ, he places in you his spirit. In fact, the Bible says he makes himself made manifest inside of you. All that he is and all that he has is inside of you. It's crucial that you understand, pay attention. It's crucial that you understand who you are and where you are, and what you have. And you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, in the heavenly realm. Everything that you need. Well, you say, well, Alan, (laughs) if I have it, how come I don't have it? I mean, if I have it, how come I don't have it? If If I have all the joy, why don't I have it? If I have peace, why don't I have it? If I have wisdom, why don't I have it? Well, what I want to take the next five minutes to explain to you, and then we're done, is this. It's how you possess your possessions. You you possess every spiritual blessing. You just need to learn how to possess them. And how do we do that? Two things. Faith and obedience. Write those two words down somewhere, maybe the margin of your Bible and your notes, faith and obedience. Faith and obedience. Do you remember when God came to Joshua and to the people? He said, it's time for you to enter into the land of promise. The land, watch this, past tense, the land that I have given you. The land is yours, past tense. The land is yours, but by faith, you must step in and you must claim that which is yours. By faith, you must trust me, you must obey me in order to possess your possessions, to claim that which is already given to you. Faith and obedience. Faith and obedience. And I am saying, and I'm speaking to so many of you this morning, you have been born again, you've been adopted into God's family, but you are living as a pauper. You're rummaging through the garbage cans. You're dumpster diving. When the heavenly father would say, come, come my child, come into the palace, come in and feast. Why are you missing out 
Why do you not understand who you are and where you are and what you have? Stop living the way you're living. This was several years ago. Many, many years ago, Kathy and I, in fact, it was the very first cruise that Kathy and I went on as a young married couple. And man, we, we, we dressed up, you know, on those nights you're supposed to dress up, get your picture made. We even signed up to have dinner with the captain. I said, man, I love the love boat. I hope I get to eat with Captain Stooping. You've got to be old to, to get that. So we were fortunate that we were seated next to the captain. And we were talking and we were chit-chatting. And I said to the captain, I said, tell me the strangest thing that you've ever experienced being a captain all these many years on these cruise ships. And without hesitation, here's what he said. He said, now this was early on as I began captaining these cruise ships, but we had a gentleman that was brought to my attention that he had come, it was a seven-day cruise, and he had come, and we didn't find out this till later, but he come every day. Now, he brought two suitcases, one of those with clothes. The second one, he brought food. He brought a can of beans. He brought some candy bars. He brought, he brought him a little hot plate. And every meal, he would go to his room, and he would fix his own meals. Now, every day he's walking by and he's seeing the buffets and he's seeing the food and he sees everybody in line. And listen, after he had gone four days, he asked the cruise director, he said, he asked my cruise director, hey, how much extra is it for me to enjoy the buffet? And the cruise director said, it's free. You've already paid the price. It's yours. He said, no, no, no. How much extra is it for that? She said, no, no, sir. Sir, it came with the price. You can eat any meal, any time, any buffet. You can eat all day, every day if you'd like. And then he began to explain to her what he had done. I'll never forget that story because I'm telling you so many Christians today, you have been adopted into God's family. The Bible says that you are a brother and sister with the Lord Jesus. You are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You are a saint of God, blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. But we've got to stop dumpster diving. And we've got to start living who we really are as adopted sons and daughters. Amen. It doesn't matter what this world says about you. It doesn't matter who they say you are. It doesn't matter who you say you are. What really matters is who he says you are. And you, born again, are a saint in Christ with every spiritual blessings. Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Would you pray with me? Head is bowed, eyes are closed across this room for just a moment. I wonder, how are you living, Christian? Are you struggling? Are you fighting? Are you battling? Are you living in the alleyway? Or are you living in victory? Are you living in defeat? Are you living in power?
and might. I wondered today, maybe you've never done that. Maybe you've actually never sincerely turned from your sin and trusted Jesus. Because maybe, maybe no one's ever invited you to do that. Maybe no one's ever walked you through how to do that. So we're going to do that right now. Your head is bowed, your eyes are closed. You want to stop. Listen, you, you've tried to live your life your way, and you see how far that's gotten you. How about living it God's way? How about being adopted into his family? How about living in the palace? Feasting with the King of Kings. Just very sincerely, your head is bowed, your eyes are closed. I wonder if you pray this. Dear God, I need you. I need you, God. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin, of my selfishness. And Jesus, forgive me and become the Lord of my life. From this day forward, as best as I know how, I will follow you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your head is bowed, your eyes are closed. You're not looking around, but here's what I want you to know. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, you right now today are a saint. Born again, adopted into God's family. Congratulations, saint of God. Now, here's what the Bible tells us. When we're born again, we trust him and we mean it. We mention it. We don't keep it a secret. There's no such thing as secret disciples. You live for him. You acknowledge him. You, you confess him and profess him. So this morning, I want to give you that opportunity. If you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it, for the first time, you meant it, you were sincere, you mean business. You have turned from your sin and you've trusted Christ. You're not ashamed and you mean business about it and, and you're not embarrassed. You want to acknowledge it. I want you to raise your hand high right now. Across this room, in the balcony, on the floor, raise your hand up high. Hold it up, hold it up, hold it up, hold it up, hold it up. Across this room, hold it up. Amen, amen. You can put your hand down. Thank you for, thank you for being honest. Thank you for that profession and confession. I'm going to ask you to do something a little bit scary. In fact, I'm going to ask a couple of our pastors. I'm going to ask Pastor Lonnie and Pastor Ronnie, Pastor Jim to come. Pastor Jared's going to come. Pastor Blake is here. If you raise your hand, I'm going to ask you to do something very, very courageous. And I'm going to explain to you why it's important. I'm gonna pray one more final prayer that we're all gonna stand and we're gonna to sing together. And I'm gonna invite you that if you raised your hand, I'm gonna invite you to come and stand with one of these pastors. Come stand with them. But now why do I need to do that? Well, because listen, here, here's the truth. If you can't stand up for Christ in this room when people are for you, you can't stand up for him out there in this world when this world hates you and hates Christ. So listen, stand for him and be encouraged in him. So I'm gonna pray. In fact, while I'm praying, I want you to come and stand with one of these pastors. 
And here's what they're going to do. They're just simply going to encourage you. They're going to pray for you and help you know what to do next, the next step for you. There are others of you in this room and you're Christians, but you haven't been living like it. You've been living like a pauper. You've been living as one that hasn't been adopted into the family of God. And you need to covenant today to know the truth, believe the truth, live the truth, and live free. The altar will be open, and these pastors are going to be here to pray for you and encourage you to come back to the Lord. So let's all stand together. Why don't we just across this room, all of us, just stand together. And let me just lead us in prayer. In fact, as I'm praying, feel free to come to the altar, come with a, to a pastor. As I'm praying, you come. Heavenly Father, thank you for the truth that we have read today. The truth that we have read in your word. It is your word. It is your truth. Thank you for it. We pray today that we would know the truth. We would know it in our minds and we would know it in our hearts. And that we would live it. Lord, we pray that we would leave this day understanding that we are saints of God in Christ with every spiritual blessing that's necessary for fruitful and holy living. I pray that we leave today understanding that for us to possess our possessions, we must live by faith and obedience. So I pray that across this room and those that are watching online, they would understand that to trust and obey, there is no other way to be happy in Jesus is to trust and obey. So find us trusting today and find us obedient in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship.